Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of The Dragon's Demand. But before we begin, as always, I want to remind everyone out there how they can find us. We are out there on all of your major podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the other smaller peripherals. Please don't forget to leave us that five-star rating and review. As I said before, the analytics really help us climb up to the top. Also, don't forget to find us on YouTube at Roll the Hard 20. And I want to thank all of you new subscribers to the channel there. Thank you. I love you each. I love you all. Please pass it on to all of your friends and family. I know they'll find this show dynamite. Why? Because I find it dynamite to be running it. So don't forget, hit that little bell, that little subscribe bell, hit the little thumbs up like, and uh, tell a friend. You won't miss out on any of our episodes as we drop them weekly, because we do drop them weekly. Um, Let's see, what else have I got? Uh, Looks like I had mentioned that the COVID curve is starting to flatten, so it looks like we're starting to, to get closer to our attendants returning to the rage room around the table of judgment but until then don't forget you still have us right here via the virtual eye of destiny as we continue to just hammer away at this ap this awesome ap by paizo the dragon's demand so i'm not going to take up any more of your time let's warm up our dice and top off our glass as roll the hard 20 podcast presents episode 10 of our dragon's demand run through ground zero My girlfriend got it for me. I had one that had the... Uh, Is it a going the, away gift? <laughs> <laughs> that had the aliens from there. And she's like, oh, uh, I had a lady ask me, an older lady, oh, Pizza Port, where's that pizza place? I'm like, um, I don't know. I think the manager's Andy and they got some guy named Buzz Lightyear there. But <laughs> <laughs> Buzz. Some dude named Buzz. Some dude talk named about, Buzz. Talk about out from the out of touch with like pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play it pretty fast and loose tonight, man. I shouldn't have started Apparently. this. Uh, I like it. started this easy like this. I'm going to have to write toward <laughs> the time here. They got there. All right. 7-Eleven. Woohoo. Slurpy. Okay. Is everybody ready? Kush, how's your ready, mic? Ready. I don't know, man. You tell me. Yeah, you sound good. Sounds All delicious. Right. Sounds wonderful. Tight. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, welcoming you once again to another episode of our Dragon's Demand run through and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. 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 So, when we last left off, we found ourselves in the treasury room of the Canticleurs, and within, you guys found yourself a golden ring. Sirkin, you decided you were going to rub that ring and out popped the genie, Stranger Danger. We found yourselves now with a, uh, what appears to be some kind of a, an individual who was held within this ring for quite some time. I don't think he's quite given you all the specifics of it. But Warren Belhame, the name itself harkens back to a time when Tula Belhame once owned this witch tower when it was called uh, Tula's Tower. As you guys uh, went ahead and liberated the treasure, thereby uh, bringing about an entity who was guarding this, telling you not to take any of it, you guys immediately decided to say okay and kill him. In which case, the only thing left now is a gaping cavern in the northwestern corner of the room. I believe that uh, Flint, you had looked deeper into the cavern and saw that there looked like there seemed to be some kind of a low obstruction in this. That's right, let's go through the tunnel. Um, I think I relayed that information to everyone and I think we were about to start making our way through there. I mean, there was no other option, uh, no other exit through that that room. No, in fact, uh, about 20 feet ahead is where you can just make out that there was some kind of a, a low barricade of uh, rocks and timber that that was blocking the passage but beyond that you were able to 
detect it looked like what appeared to be some kind of a larger cavern. Okay. So why don't you guys give me your marching order into this uh, cavern? Uh-oh. Uh, Stubby, I gave you healing last time as well, correct? So you're you... up first then, Stubby. <laughs> that, yeah, we, need to, we need to fix that. We need to assume your, your, your proper, uh, proper status in this party. Earn those HPs. I can't tell if he's frozen or if he's concentrated. I think he's frozen. Chris, I think you're frozen. Oh, so boy. Stubby will be bringing up the rear. He'll pop back in in just a moment. All right. Um, well, I got dark vision, so, I mean, I'm okay. Leave, leaving first. the Zoom meeting is not going to exonerate you from going first, Stubby. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> you got nominated to go first. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. You got voluntold is what happened. So uh, for reference... I believe most of the people in the party who do have dark vision have dark vision out to 60 feet. I have dark vision out to 120 feet. What is that noise? That is me going to go shut my door. Oh. <laughs> is Siri coming to make a house call or what? <laughs> no, Tuesday remember, night, anything can happen. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. Remember what I said about the there's a monster in the house? Yeah. So you're saying that everybody has the ability to see dark vision with the exception of Stubby. Pretty much. Okay. I'm gonna be So we should definitely move him going first then is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. We can warn him when danger comes. I mean, uh Warren, if you feel comfortable going in the lead, I will uh go right behind you. Uh, I mean, I can see the farthest. I didn't say I was comfortable going in the lead. Okay, I'll take the lead and I'll uh, I'll make a make my way up to how far is that? Uh, if I could see it, I take it it's probably like uh, sixty feet. Well, the barricade's so. twenty feet into 20 feet. the uh, into the cavern, which appears to be half the distance of the cavern. It looks like it's about forty feet long, and this barricade, uh, which covers half of the cavern, is twenty feet into it. Okay, I'll walk up towards the barricade, uh, kind of cautiously, making sure that the uh, the bar uh, the tunnel itself is stable enough for us to be under there before calling everyone else to inch forward. Okay. Uh, occasionally, you see the drifts of debris coming down from the the cavern ceiling, like little pebbles and some dust filtering down. And uh, you notice that on top of the barricade itself, with your dark vision, there appears to be like pieces of jagged uh, glass that is uh, embedded in this barricade as well. Hmm. But it does seem safe for everyone to make way, right? They could possibly climb over it. Sure. Okay. Does it look like uh, Does it look like this barricade was purposefully put together? Does it look like it happened to have? Uh, fallen in place. It doesn't look like it happened to fall in place. It looks like it was erected. Is there <laughs> any... Can we tell if it was erected for a short race or not? A meaning... short race. Okay, go ahead and make meaning, a, uh, an insight mm -hmm. check. Insight? Yes. Okay, in insight? Okay. Uh, it's a trap! <laughs> uh, that is actually, I rolled an 18, which yields a 19. Judging by its height of about four feet, which is probably about the exact half of the diameter of this cavern, you could tell that it probably was erected by a short race of some type. Okay. So if it was erected that high, it is probably actually for them to hide behind as opposed for them to, like... Uh, defend themselves behind, meaning like they could fire things easily over. Possibly. Okay. If that was the case. Okay. I will communicate this information, or this observation. Who's bringing uh, up the rear? I'm in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Flint. Who's next? Who's uh, next, man? sir? I will actually go ahead and take second. Okay. I'll take third. And I'll just go fourth. 
All right, I'm just trying to look at all the windows. Okay, so Flint, you're, you walk up to this barricade. You hear Warren explain to you that, uh, hey, this thing looks as though it has been built, built by a smaller race. And you notice, both you and Warren, that there are pieces of jagged glass that have been uh, wedged into the, uh, the dirt and the timber itself. Hmm. can I if it's just glass can I take a strike at it with my mace and see if I could break this glass easily but kind of like make a path in a way sure uh, just want me to roll attack roll yeah go and make an attack roll oh perfect that is a 22 22 so with your your mace you said Yes. You just basically cleave off an entire section of about three feet, just destroying the glass itself. Okay. And how long is the uh, the barricade itself? It's about glass? eight like feet. Eight feet? Yeah, it okay. looks as though the tunnel was, was dug in a similar circular fashion. So it's eight feet high, eight feet wide. This uh, barricade itself is about four feet high, you know, kind of jagged, not completely level. And somebody had peppered it with with portions of broken glass. Okay. Any uh, labels on this broken glass? Maybe like Corona, Takate, Modelo. <laughs> Mixture. Oh. Well, by the description of short, I think. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, as you're looking at going, there, <laughs> you can see be beyond this larger cabin. Why don't you go ahead and make a perception check? All right. Inside, I am rolling a 19. No, perception. That was perception. I thought you said inside. It's it's the same roll. Oh, inside. Oh, unless was... you're trained. Okay. Yeah. You see... Actually, I am trained, but I rolled a perception. <laughs> you see beyond the barricade, this uh, that this larger cavern, that the northwestern portion looks strewn with uh, rubble and debris. Hmm. Uh, does it look collapsed or passable? The other side, the yes. the other cavern. You really can't tell from where you are. Okay, I'll not on tell, this side of the barricade. I'll tell everyone. Uh, up further ahead, it looks like uh, they might have had a collapse or some kind of barricade as well. And I'll just keep pressing forward. Um, I don't have to knock any more glass. I'm I'm clear through the the. Class, yeah, right. it looks like you could go over it at this point. Okay. Does it look like this cavern was excavated? Or does it look like... Um, like, are there signs... First off, are there signs that the wall into the treasury was actually dug out? I think we... Uh, I think you established that last time okay. that it looked yeah, like okay. it was recently dug out. Go ahead and make a deck save as you go over this barricade, Flint. Okay. Flipping nimble, flipping quick. Oh, I hope so. Uh, 13. 13. As you hop over this portion that you have cleared of glass, it looks as though that might have been a faux trap because you see this large stalactite on a rope pendulum downwards towards you and strike you for four points of damage as you hop over this barricade triggering this pendulum trap of sort and it just oh, kind of just hang swings there until it eventually dies on its on its line and just hangs out there at this point as you basically taking this thing center mass oh shit at that point i'd be like ah careful oh. This thing's set up for traps. <laughs> there is a reason I am not the one who's going first. Uh, can I see um, any other traps uh, that are potentially from above? Uh, make a perception check. Oh, there's the trap right there. No, you hear that stupid dog? <laughs> uh, that is a 12. 12? It looks clear to you. Okay. Um, uh, before Warren hops over, he actually kind of makes a simple gesture with his hand and a translucent hand that seems to be, uh, made of flame actually 
moves out and kind of like scooches glass shards out of the way, like in front of him before he actually starts climbing over. Okay, this thing's... Yeah. The remainder of the glass falls over the other side and looks looks pretty clear. So. Okay. Hop over. Okay. You hop over. There doesn't seem to be any other pendulum stalactites making their their journey across the cavern. Excellent. Sirkin. Yeah, I'm going to follow Warren and Flint and try to jump across. Okay. You just hop over. All the glass has been removed. Griswold? Yeah, seeing uh, Sirkin go, I'm going to follow after him. Stubby. You know, Flint like, took one for Feels the his way over. <laughs> <laughs> all the people with dark vision mm-hmm. have left you. Yes. Thanks, but guys. You can, you can see an eerie glow on the opposite side of that that <clears throat> dugout so, cavern. So, I will carefully make my way forward towards the glow of of uh, silhouettes that I see. Uh, with my hands uh, reach forward, I'm kind of, you know, feeling around for um, you know objects, and then uh, I'm going to attempt to crawl over. Okay. So you manage to scuttle up this thing and slide down the backside and you buttress right up against the backside of Griswold and there you guys stand. You see that there's probably another 20 feet of this cavern or this tunnel that before you exit into this larger cavern. Flint, you're still leading the way at this point. From the ground, I I would assume. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everybody's kind of like, boop, 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 pop down right behind you on this thing. All right. I will get back up on my feet and did I see what triggered that? um, Was it like a stone I stepped on or something that triggered that pendulum to fall? No, it was probably like a deadfall, like one of the, um, the pieces of timber that was embedded in the barricade probably had some kind of a fulcrum to it to release that rope that was kind of buried in the in the dirt along the side and then it just once it released it just released the pendulum to come and hit you okay i would actually not prefer to walk down center mass of this hallway or of this tunnel i mean okay and uh just take a step to the side and continue forward okay. um to the rubble as you continue moving north in this uh, this little tunnel, after about 20 feet, you find yourself at the entrance of this large, rough-hewn, uh, elongated cavern. It's approximately 45 feet wide at its most center and 70 feet away from your current position at the mouth of this cavern uh, to the north end where several tons of debris have filled the western portion of this cave, nearly choking off what appears to be a 10-foot-wide northern passage that leads out of this cavern. As you all stand at the at the mouth of this tunnel that you just crossed, I would like for everybody to make an investigation check. Ew. Ha! Hard 20. Yeah. yeah. The hard 20 for the newbie. Tear it up. What do you got, Sirkin? Non-natural 20. <laughs> oh, shit. High numbers tonight. Yeah. Griswold. 14. 14. And Stubby. I also rolled a hard 20. <laughs> oh, nice. damn. Yeah. As you, like, stumble into whatever you find. <laughs> <laughs> so my modifier, I ended up with a 21. So Griswold. You notice that although the ceiling is only five feet high in this this long cavern, uh, it appears that uh, it has been recently scratched from the hard-packed earth, leading you to believe that the several tons of debris that fill this western cavern is a recent development. As for the rest of you, uh, you can kind of get an idea that this is where the collapse of this witch tower seemed to originate from and it would appear that this collapse was engineered. You also notice that there are two gangly-looking small figures under the rubble, as well as a human in robes 
that's partially buried in this rubble as well. Does it look like the rubble can be easily cleared? Uh, to like get a better, possibly get with a better a look of, at these figures. Yeah, possibly with a little bit of strength, you guys could probably get in there and and excavate these bodies. Hmm. Um, also, too, noticing that we have a uh, effectively blind companion. Is there anything that is around that could easily be turned into a torch? Well, it's still low lit in this area, not as dark <laughs> okay. as it was in the in the cave that brought you to this cavern. Okay. But, uh, it's still somewhat low lit. What is the source of the light? Do we know? It almost seems as though it's it might be magical because everyone seemed to have experienced it throughout the entire tower. Mm. Okay. I ain't light no kind of a light source. I know what Although happened. Although they, they did have a problem initially when they first got into the tower. It was completely black, and it wasn't until they, they entered through one of the doors where the main hallways actually seemed to give off some kind of an illumination, although it was low-lit at best. Okay. So, well, I'm curious what caused this. Do you think we have time to uh, see who was buried here? Well, considering that it's blocking our only way out other than the way we came in. It's not really blocking your way. It just looks, no? you can see that there's a northern passage on the other side of the debris. But the way this, this all came down, you could just see that there are two small figures as well as a human looking figure in a robe, in robes that are both, that are all buried in this in the rocks and stuff hmm. Grizzle what do you want to do hmm so do these uh, so you mentioned the figures do they look like they're moving and I no, think they look dead okay you don't even have to make a check for that <laughs> okay um I think then I would like to go and investigate the figures and see what. See Which what ones? The the two smaller ones or the human figure? Because they're about ten feet apart from each other. Okay. Um, the human. Okay. Go ahead and make a strength check as you try to dig this individual out. Strength check first. Okay. Good. Eighteen. Uh, Eighteen. All right. So you get in there, you start digging some of these these boulders out, and you could see that uh, one of them has obviously crushed the side of it of this person's head, and you could see that you know it's a white-haired, partially balding human, clad in now tattered finery, uh, the the stone and earth that just left him partially mangled. Uh, the only item of note on this person seems to be some kind of a little satchel on his some kind of a, a belt that's at his waist. Um, if I can, I'll, I'll take the statue. Okay. I'll look inside later. Feel it for coins. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, Gris, as Griswold is um, uncovering some of this of the humanoid, can I see what his robes kind of look like? Uh, as he kind of uncovers him a little bit, or at least sure. gets, they look like to be a like a midnight blue, with these silver runes at the collar and and down the sides and at the sleeve. Ooh, can I identify the runes? Sure. Is that Arcana? That would be great. Uh, not terrible. That's a fifteen. 15, they definitely appear to be some kind of a uh, a sorcerer type of a of runes, runes of protection. Uh, so they are of like a defensive or an abjuration nature. Yeah, but go ahead and make a uh, another arcana check for an insight. Either one of those would work. Uh, arcana is definitely a better one for me. That one is a 16. 16? The runes look dormant in 
based on your background, you mm -hmm. would think that they should be illuminated. Hmm. And are his are the colors of his robe significant in a way? Do I know that those are the colors of a particular order? Uh, possibly not. Okay. Or did he because, just wear fashionable robes that happen to have runes on them? Uh, you know, it's possible because like a lot of the uh, magic users and sorcerers and warlocks of the time, sometimes they would they would graduate from a school and then bring about their own school, you know, kind of learning from different masters and stuff where they would eventually create their own thing where kind of very similar to uh, Fist and Dantilus or Raceland, how they, they brought about their own style mm -hmm. of magic. So. Okay. For those of you that have ever read Dragonlance. So. <laughs> um, okay, so are the robes ruined, i.e. if they are magical, then does it look like it, even if the runes are dormant, do, does it look intact? They look tattered. It looks like portions of the, uh, the sleeves and the hems have been shredded by the mm -hmm. By the rocks and debris, uh, possibly where some of the ruins themselves have actually been uh, disfigured, if that makes sense. Okay. Where they're not complete ruins. So. Um. Uh. uh let's see, Griswold, uh, Flint. Um. Why don't we see if we can uncover what these two smaller assistants were? I thought you were going to uncover him. <laughs> See if we can get this guy out of the robe. I mean, right. if his robe was obviously magical, like a robe of the Arch Magi or something like that, like this dude would be so naked so fast. <laughs> Check his underwear. See if his name's stitched on the back of it. Right? <laughs> uh, like D&D &D designer underwear. There you go. <laughs> Um, but let's see who his assistants were. That might give us a little insight into what's going on here. Okay. So you want to, uh, what are we doing? We're digging up the We're other digging two. up the two figures, okay. but, um, real quick, can Flint make a, uh, would it be a history check or an insight check to remember, uh, what the queen or the mayor that we spoke to earlier that the Baroness, uh, the Baroness, did she wear any particular, um, colors or clothing that, Maybe make, a, relevant. make a history check. History check? Yeah. 17. 17. She came out very regally dressed, especially amongst the uh, the rabble and the uh, the commoners of the town of Belheim. But you didn't recall seeing anything that resembled ruins on her clothing. Okay. All right. Then I return to the pile of rubble and... Right there. <laughs> so she could say the pile of people, <laughs> your, your friends, <laughs> <laughs> to the rebel and try to aid and <clears throat> bury out these two other uh, okay people. Stubby, what are you doing while they're they're trying to dig these guys out? By the way, guys, go. Who's helping? Who's digging these guys out? I'm trying to help dig out. With whom? Uh, whoever else is willing to help. Is that the royal we or what? Yeah. <laughs> We <laughs> Warren Warren is saying, "Oh, you know, it looks like that rock might be in the way there. You might, you might try starting there. Go make a strength check there, Flint. All right, Flint half staff, fifteen, <laughs> fifteen. Okay, so you managed to, as you're digging these two creatures out, you see that each one of them has what appears to be some kind of a spade, like a like a digging tool in their hand, and as you." continue to uncover them you see that their skin looks really dark and scaly they've got kind of elongated faces which have been crushed by the uh by the over uh, by the runoff of whatever collapsed down they've got three fingers and a and some kind of a an opposing type of a thumb they they're barefoot with these claw-like feet but even looking at them on the ground they don't look like they're more than four feet tall at most do they tails? They do. Debbie, do you recognize these these little people? Sound a lot like kobolds. What are you trying to say? Sure. <laughs> you call it we people. 
You know, Griswold, that, that's a good point because you, you do recall them bursting into the wise Piper Inn saying that the uh, the Kabolds have been seen next to the collapsed uh, the witch tower. So, But do Kabolds have, uh, are they scaly? Yes, they are. Okay. They are draconic in origin. Okay. So I'm, I'm just chilling since I can't see very well and I don't have a very high strength. Um, I'm just kind of stepping back, uh, observing the, the excavation and, and just watching overwatch around what's happening. Is there, can um, can I, could I make a, um, so, so you said that the, the exit of this cavern is how far from us? Where you guys are at right now, you figure it's 40 feet across at its widest. It's kind of elongated, and the the exit is 70 feet to the north. You guys are probably about 35 feet into the cavern itself, and the entire northwestern portion uh, is just filled with rubble. I mean, you figure whatever came down and, and when this tower collapsed... Part of it filled this cavern, and this cavern looks like it's recently dug up. Uh, is the, a, there seems to be some kind of an exit to the north of this, which is about another thirty-five feet away from where you guys are currently digging these these bodies out of. And what does the lighting look like going towards that perceived exit? That looks a little darker in that exit. Okay, all right. So since I can't really see much of anything in this. Uh, light challenged environment i'm just gonna hang back and and uh watch them dig out these corpses okay grizz uh Sirkin, what do you what are we doing here um seems like everyone else is kind of occupied with trying to dig out these creatures uh doesn't seem like there's a lot of space so he's gonna try to go towards that opening and try to okay. peek down the corridor and try to see if he can notice anything within that corridor now, being a, an elf, you can see clearly in there through your dark vision. You see that it it looks like it it curves to the... Uh, it, it goes north, but it looks like it curves to the west and then back to the east for probably about 70 feet in this recently-looking dugout cavern, which looks similar to the one you're in right now, is about 10, 12 feet wide. It goes for about 70 feet, and then it looks like it it makes a sharp turn to the west. And Beyond that, you can't see. Does it look like it's level? Like it's like ascending or descending or is it just like level? Yeah, it looks like it's pretty level, but even from where you guys are right now, you figure that you're, you've been uh, subterranean for some time. Right. From the moment you guys started dropping down levels when you were first trying to get into this tower. Because most of the tower was destroyed above ground. You just... You guys went into a uh, trap door that led you down one level and then another level into uh, basically where the where the prisoners were all being held and tortured and, and all this other stuff, which was most likely a result of the Canticlers who took over this tower at some point. Right. Okay. Um, so so as I peek down, I kind of just look and just take a glance and I'll, I'll relay that information to the, the rest of the party that you know, kind of goes for a little bit and then kind of curves after like 70 feet or so. And that went Whoa. to the west, correct? The, to the cavern right. goes up about 170 feet, like it, it curves like a banana, and then it makes a sharp turn to the west. To the west, okay. okay. Sorry. Um, Stabid, weren't you, didn't you recover a... Uh, a liquid substance from one of these uh, creatures earlier? Uh, yes, Flint, I did. I did uh, uh, take possession of a, a vial of, of a cloudy, swirly liquid, but we don't know what it, what it was for. I, if you recall, I attempted to get the, uh, um, the, the geist or, or in the, um, jail cell to drink it oh yeah that that was that he didn't fall for that yeah he didn't he didn't go for that one 
Hey, hey, real quick, we'll let you free if you try this out. Yeah, remember, recall he was Wait, very. Be our guinea pig. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I do. Yes. Um, I, I don't know what it is, Flint. Okay. Um. By any chance, I know these things don't have pockets or anything, but they don't have any clothing as well. But where did we find this bottle off of him? It was off a uh, pouch that was, was at pouch? its waist. Yep. And in, when you're looking at these corpses, you can see that one of them was wearing kind of like a, a shitty tattered tunic with some kind of a loincloth and a belt with a, looks like a, a rapier or a short sword in it. Uh, the other one basically wearing just a, uh, like a tattered uh, shirt with a belt and some kind of lederhosen. Lederhosen. Lederhosen, oh. yeah. Uh, with a little dagger at its waist. Okay. So, Flint, you seem intrigued by this, the bottle of liquid that I have in my possession. Um, do you have a thought of what we might use this for? Uh, not yet, but I was just curious. Um, as we're digging these two cabals out, um, do they have anything in their possession? Like any, are they wearing any tunics? Are they have any like, uh, Belts on them that have anything attached. I know they're well. They have tunics rubble. and belts and stuff, but they don't have any, uh, no anything in pouches or anything like that. It's like they just have rusted weapons. But it looks that the way that they had died, they were holding spades in their hands. Okay. So none just... of the none of the three figures have any sort of identification or insignia or anything that would associate them with a particular group. Library no. card, maybe. No. We would only be so lucky. <laughs> Sorry, Ralph's card, <laughs> <laughs> blockbuster card. <laughs> I, I comment to I comment to Flint that it seems curious that you had a what appears to be a wizard of sorts with two kobolds, with them uh, having spades in their hands. They, they were either aware of this treasure that existed on the other side of the cave, or they have something to do with the collapse. Well, I definitely feel like they do have something held responsible for some part of the collapse, maybe an accident of some kind, maybe the potion was, I mean, we haven't been able to figure out, but that's why I was hoping that the other cabals would have something on them as well. Maybe it was some kind of arconic, uh, you know, potion that they were using to help them build the tunnel, or maybe it was just like a Red Bull where it was just like, oh, juice up, you know, <laughs> before battle. <laughs> well, Flint, perhaps um, our, our new uh, party member, Warren, um, you know, can, can uh, you know, observe or, or maybe try to identify this liquid. Since I, I recall mean, that I tried to um, identify it earlier, and and I just I didn't have the skill to to know what it was. I mean, alchemy is not my strongest suit, but I can certainly take a look. Perhaps uh, Arcana check to check or what that liquid medicine. is. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Arcana. So I'll, I'll hand it to uh, Warren and and see if uh, he can maybe identify. Okay. okay. Uh, am I making an Arcana check? If you want to. If you want to try to identify it. Ooh, that's not too bad. That is a total of a 22. 22. It looks like at one point it might have been some kind of a healing potion. But it looks like it's tainted. It doesn't look right. If does it points does of healing it... and one point of poison. Somebody <laughs> roofied. Right. It's a roofied health potion. That's right. So... Can uh, looking at it, maybe even smelling it, would that tell me if it was a healing potion gone bad or if it was something that was disguised as a healing potion? It looks like it's a healing potion with something added to it. Um, uh, Warren just hands it back to Stubby and says, well, it has, as far as I can tell, some healing properties to it, but there's something added. I uh, I couldn't tell you what without 
a more detailed examination, maybe access to my master's uh, laboratory. It says it doesn't expire till 1421, so we still got like a couple years left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shelf, had a good shelf life. <laughs> Unless the seal's been broken, and in that case, all bets are off. Oh, must refrigerate afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, refrigerate after opening. So, Flint, do you believe that these kobolds may have been associated with the first kobolds we encountered upon entrance to the tower? From the, the way of the tunnel and the sorcerer, I mean, the way we've been running around and going underground, I mean, I feel like we're heading towards the the wizard's tower. I mean, he didn't appear after the explosion, after the witch tower collapsed. I mean, he could be participating in some kind of heist of some kind. It's been so long that the town folk have seen the cabals in the area that, I mean, it only would make sense to try to piece some of this together that he's well, involved. Here's the other thing to consider too. Kobolds are frequently and uh, easily subjugated people, at least from my experience. Um, this individual, and he points to the the wizard, um, may just very well have just been using them as a means to an end. Griswold, what do you think of that? Hmm. Um. I mean. I think it's pretty possible. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, what the odds are that a, particularly based on how the the, 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 the the villagers acted, I don't know how possible it is that this humanoid wizard was like buddies with them. Uh, it seems like humans generally are not too big of fans of kobolds. Durkin? Um, can we tell like, like the hole where the rubble came from? Can we see that from where we're standing? You could kind of see where it derived from, which is uh, the northwestern ceiling area. But what is it you want to know about it? Uh, I'd like to possibly do like an investigation check and see if the rubble was kind of caused by either like structural damage or like a magical like like spell or something like that caused the collapse. To yeah, that's great. Go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, 17. 17. It looks like it was a structural damaged uh, problem. Like that's something structurally caused it. Nothing to do with Arcana brought this thing down. Okay. Very well done too, by the way, Sir. I like that. Oh, yeah. And earlier you said this looked like it was engineered to collapse, or uh, it, I thought I heard you say, is that, is that true? Yeah, it looks like this This is the area where it was, uh, the collapse was engineered, was within this, this is the uh, the nexus of whatever brought this tower down. Okay. Judging by where all the debris is and how, how much damage has been sustained to this cavern. By the way, make a, uh, make a dungeoneering check, everybody. And those of you that are dwarves, make it with an advantage, please. That would be a perception. Since engineering is not an actual skill. Yeah, it's a 4E skill. Yeah, make a perception check. <laughs> make a wisdom check. I mean, oh, man, I got the same on both. Oh, shit. That's actually not bad. Uh, I have an 18. 18. Circuit. 13. 13. Griswold. 24. 24 to be 14 Flint 10 10 so Warren you and Griswold I'm sorry what did you get circuit 13 13 Warren you and Griswold realize that this entire cavern is not part of the tower mm -hmm. mm. so whatever happened here is existential of the tower itself so I have one last thing I'm going to try to like observe where we're here and then I, I don't know how much more we're going to get out of this specific spot. Does it, So does it look like they were excavating, meaning that this area was not nearly as open as it was, and they have moved a lot of the rubble out of here? 
it's possible that some of the rubble was moved, mm-hmm. but it looks like this has been here for some time. Okay. Um, unless we want to take these three to the surface, to this baroness that you speak of, I don't, I don't see what else can be gained here. Um, but we can investigate further and possibly get more answers. What are we doing, Sirkin? Yeah. yeah, I say we continue forward into that uh, corridor. Stubby? Banana. I concur with with my uh, fellow party members that we move forward. Good, good. Give me your marching order as you guys make your way up this northern uh, passageway. You two? <laughs> Flint? Three? Who's one? I'll go one. Okay. Sergeant, so you saw the way. <laughs> Griswold, where are you at? Uh, fourth. <laughs> Jesus. I just need to get you guys squared away because uh, you guys are like a stabby. You're going last. Okay. So as you guys, um, if, if if I can, what I will do is I will try to fashion a makeshift uh, torch for stabby. Yeah, that worked out really well for him last time. Centipedes! Centipedes! <laughs> I mean, I don't know that. I wasn't there. All I'm I know saying. is for some yeah. freak reason, this halfling has a hard time as standing an un, up. As an omnipotent listener, <laughs> it worked out well. I have right. centipede PTSD. Okay, so what do you want to... I mean, that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, do you want to <laughs> give him the light? You want to give him some kind of a light source, or what do you want to do? I mean, I... I, I will, if I can, I will put together a makeshift torch and say, I can give this to you. And if you want, I can light it. So you can hold it. I, I believe that there's enough light here that I can follow the rest of the party outward from the and, cavern. It gets pretty dark in here, actually. It does get darker. Oh, it does get darker. Yeah. Um, who's Who is in front of me in the marching order? Flint uh, is yeah. directly in front of you. Uh, and Griswold, Warren, and Circuit is leading the way. Okay. So, uh, Warren, thank you for the torch. I appreciate it. But I'm going to um, grab uh, Flint and hold on to his back and allow him to lead me out. I think you had the marching order uh, yeah, wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. Flint and I. Uh, I was third. Circuit. Uh, Circuit yeah, was first. Then it should Warren. be yeah. go back and to front. Warden. It. Yeah, back to front should be as uh, Stabby, uh, Griswold. Uh, Griswold, Flint. Then I'm going to I'm okay. going to grab on to something that uh, Griswold just to have him lead me out. All right, got grab on to cool Griswold's whip. coin purse. <laughs> it's got that thorn whip. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, he does. That. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so Sirkin. You begin to move up this northern passage. It's about eight, eight feet wide, ten feet wide, twelve, eight, ten. It it varies as it begins to make its way north for about seventy feet. As it banana arches a little bit to the west, a little bit to the east, where it comes to an end, and then it extends for about uh, fifteen feet to the west where you see it fork and you see that there's a passageway leading to the north that's about five feet wide and a passageway that continues to lead to the uh, west for approximately 30 feet before it looks like it it curves up to the north a little bit So as, as I get to the fork, I kind of turn around and uh, do you guys have any feeling or inclinations of which direction we should go from here? Uh, can I roll? You can. A stone cutting to see what looks the freshest built. Okay. Roll with an advantage. Okay. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. The freshest built looks like it's probably to the west, but they look almost equally old. 
equally old. So it doesn't look like it was recently tunneled. It, the other portion was what was recently tunneled. Yeah, the one behind you that you behind just us. came from. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. I'll uh, relay to the rest of the party and tell them um, both tunnels look relatively close in age. Uh, they've looked like they've been here a while. They're nothing in, to compare to the tunnel that we just passed. Is the is the uh, lighting uh, similar uh, down either path? From what you can tell, they look similarly dark because you you can't see. I mean, it looks dark to the north, it looks dark to the west, it looks dark to the east, south, everywhere, everywhere in this in this cavern right here looks pretty dark. So I have a little bit more sight range than um, uh, Sirkin. Can I see anything a little further down? Does it curve in another direction? Okay, as you okay, tell me which direction you want to look: north or west? Um, we'll start with north. North. You see that it it looks dark, but then you look at about thirty feet from where you're standing in this fork at the floor, and it looks even darker in the floor as you look to the west it looks like it goes for about 30 35 feet but you can detect just a slight glow of light just a, a minute change in illumination so i'll kind of reach forward um and kind of like tap Circuit on the shoulder, uh, pointing in that direction. You said to the, that was to the west. That was to the west, but to the uh, north, point. it looked like it, it was dark, and but a portion of the floor looked even darker. So I can actually see through magical darkness. Okay. So it doesn't kinda, make a difference. Okay. Um. So I'll kind of like lay my hand on on Circuit's shoulder, point to the mm -hmm. west, and point like and kind of like gesture to my eyes. Um, <laughs> Breach! <laughs> Motherfucker. <Right>. I'm team leader. <laughs> um, and, and just quietly say, uh, there does seem to be some, some light from here. Um, and then I'll point to the north and say, here it seems to go darker. Uh, and even I have difficulty seeing what there might be. Hmm. Okay. Sorkin, what are we doing? You're leading this pack of misfits. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to take Warren's suggestion, and you know, because the West has a little glimmer of light, I think that's probably the best way to go for right now. So I'm going to start walking towards the West. Okay. As you begin moving towards the West, you go about 35 feet. Passageway kind of curves to the north a little and you hear these voices coming from around a corner it looks like it, it turns sharply to the to the southwest <clears throat> and you hear these these voices that say i don't know Cicerac. we was only supposed to take out the old bastard hunkley that bring down the whole tower and you hear another voice a uh, more a voice more in control replied to the first and he says you worry too much shorty we got it all together i need a moment to figure out what i'm going to tell big chief rogue has so i don't get fed to his rats then everything beat everything and then you hear even another voice exclaim to the abyss with big chief he trying to appease at the Tepperax and all that while Tepperax be shining us on. Giving all the business to those griots with their batty wings and their sharp fingers. The big chief done sold us out to him. And he fresh out of fucks at this point. Look, the big chief finding out we crashed this dump would be the least of our worries. Once the humans find out what we did, we fucked. Yeah. We got to get back to the lair. Warn the blood vow. This is fucked. Why do these guys sound like the actors from Airplane? <laughs> <laughs>
the two jive. <laughs> That's what you're hearing. And there's there seems to be multiple voices. Now, granted, I've had a bit of Woodford's this evening, so uh, I may not have quite got that right. Make what you will of it. Right. Yeah. Perhaps it is a group of jive talking cabals. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, um, with short ears and then... <laughs> okay. um, so here's a question. Can I identify um, the dialect? What... <laughs> the dialect, like, does, is it an accent to another language? Um, and the names that were given, uh, can I associate them with um, a race or, or like uh, what uh, like what what race would those names normally be associated with? Hmm. Jive Cabolds. <laughs> I a, mean, uh, probably it's certainly a safe bet, but I mean I would say probably make a wisdom check on that. Okay. Not an intelligence. I mean it's only one difference, so it doesn't matter. Uh wisdom. <laughs> I thought about going in intelligence, but when you started talking about the names and stuff, mm -hmm. if you had said something else, if you had picked something else, I would have gone intelligence. But you got to tell me what you want to pick. That would be that would make it intelligence. I actually said something in there. Uh, so I did get a total of a sixteen. Sixteen. Mm -hmm. The names don't really mean much to you, mm -hmm. but the the. Let me get my glasses off. The blood vow, the, blood vow, the denomination of something being uh, labeled as the blood vow almost strikes you as like a, a type of a clan. Okay. And I mean, I'm not like Warren is not an expert, but like, would he know if kobolds uh, are of a clannish society that would have something like that? They are clannish. They do tend to, to congregate together and go through the eras that way. Okay. Yeah, they really don't migrate per se. Once they settle in and, and grow, that's usually denoted as, okay, this is where they are at. This is where those people are at. And I think that the, the other heroes would probably recognize or remember them, uh, the Baroness saying that, that they recognize that there were kobolds but they've never been a problem before. But she never really identified who those kobolds were. They're moving in the territory, yo. <laughs> this is a jive talk you're picking up. Shit. <laughs> trying to fit in. <laughs> trying to get some inside information. Um, well, Warden, you said that uh, kobolds were actually very uh, dynamic, or what'd you say? They were. Um, well, kobolds and small races, and are, uh, I'm using slight, some out-of-character knowledge, yes. so please correct me if I'm incorrect. In they're it, very clan-oriented. Well, they're clan-oriented, they You said, like, very dark, like, dynamic, or I can't, they're very, I can't say it. Like, <laughs> so, um, uh, kobolds and other similar small races, such as goblins, can be very deferential to power and can be used as... For lack of a better description, muscle. minions or muscle minions, yeah. yeah. So, um, did all of the voices that just spoke? Did they all sound like they were cobalt? They did. Okay. And it sounded like several of them. Okay. How, how far are we from from these uh, voices? Uh, can I make a? You're perception? right at a at a bend that uh, turns to the south. So you're right in this capillary cavern. Okay. But you haven't really gone around the corner. You just heard the voices as you begin to approach. Can can I tell if the voices um, are, do they sound closer because the, the cavern is carrying them further or? Do we believe that um, they're further in on that left dog leg? Uh, make a nature check. I'm thinking, hold on a second. Nature check might work. I gotta look at stupid things. And then it, 
one additional question is is it is the light um or make an investigation check okay is is the light dimmer or um still kind it is of it is brighter you okay. can actually start seeing the outlines of your comrades at this point okay uh, i rolled a 17 investigation 17 uh it looks like they're probably about 20 feet away from you it's not as though it's echoing down to your direction it sounds like they're pretty stationary wherever they are okay um can i uh i'd like to attempt a stealth go to stealth and and move up to that corner of the dog leg okay uh, before i do that um i look to the party and say hey um are you guys okay with me trying to sneak up here to to get a bead on what we're about to encounter oh yeah do it by all means okay uh, pin cushion, pin cushion, Stebby uh, is going to make a stealth check. <laughs> okay. Pin cushion mode activate. He rolled an eighteen. Eighteen. Then I motion with my hand that I'm going forward, and then when I get to the corner, I'm going to stop. How many bogeys? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You seem to be fairly successful with your stealth antics you get to the corner you look down and you see four kobolds talking they look like as though they're they're packing some packs rolling up uh fur lined bed rolls as though they're ready to uh get the fuck out of there okay can i can i tell that they are all similarly equipped or is there a leader amongst them can i tell by their the way that they're, um, uh, you know, put together. Is they look like they're taking orders from, from one particular person who's at the furthest away from you that's at the very back of this, uh, almost like a, a cutout that's about 20 feet in diameter. There looks to be some kind of a, a smoldering fire in the middle of these, these bedrolls that they're rolling up. That's probably what the illumination was that you saw. But there's one individual that's kind of standing up and gesturing, and it's the other three are kind of doing their thing on the ground. Is where I'm standing, is that the only way out of that little cutout? It is. From where you can tell, that looks like the only exit out. Okay. Um, so I'm going to come back to the party um, and advise them that there are four bogeys around the corner. Four tangos. Four tangos right there. Yeah. Uh, Warren, Warren will kind of like lean down and say, how far from around the bend are they? Uh, Warren, they're approximately 20 feet from around okay. that bend. Um, however, there is at least one of them that appears to be the leader. Okay. Um, and I also cannot tell, it, from my vantage point, it appeared that our way in is potentially the only way out. So okay. it's, I, I cannot confirm that if we were to engage the, the jive clan of kobolds, um, that, that they, they may be able to escape away from us or they're gonna have to come through us to get out. Do, okay, Warren will kind of like lean down and kind of gesture everyone close and says, do, do we want to just try to just take them all out? I'd like to capture the captain, he might know the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do any of you have any healing magic handy? I have a little. I've used some of it to get some of the party members up. Some of the party uh, members. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> One party member. <laughs> I'm out of spells. Um, uh, Warren says, well, I think I could probably take them all out if I catch them by surprise. However, if that is the case and you want to save one you may need to apply healing magic very quickly well let's uh think about that and reconvene next session ah it was about to get good it was so now you got something to look forward to <laughs> right yeah good idea let's collapse the tunnel <laughs> the tunnel <laughs> uh, no, we're just we're just gonna fry we're just gonna fry those pigs just gonna yeah. fry them
Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.